Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. My name is Mark, and tonight is a special show. It's just the guys tonight. I am joined by Adam and Tony. Tony, what are we doing tonight? What's what's going on? Hey, Mark. Hey, Adam. What's going on? Uh, hey, tonight we are, we are doing our big endgame show. Now that the, um, you know, we can talk spoilers and, and that moratorium is over and the Russo brothers have said it's okay. So we're going to talk endgame. Yes. Big spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, come back after you have. Because we're just going to do spoil the whole thing, right? Probably. <laughs> and we don't want to make anyone cry. Right. We don't want to make anybody unhappy. That's not what Again. our goal is. I put it on Twitter, on our Twitter account, like two days ago, about the ending. And somebody got back to me and said, thanks for spoiling it. I'm like, it's been two weeks, buddy. What do you want me to do? Well, just just for the record, for those of you who are listening at some point in the future, today is May 10th. Uh, the film has now been out for two weeks, two full weekends, and my rule has always been if you don't see a film in the first two weekends of release, you are not a true fan. <laughs> now, the tough thing is I've been talking to friends who have been going, trying to go see it on like a Wednesday night at 5 o'clock, and the movie's packed. Wow. And, and that is why it has made over $2 billion in yeah. its first 11 days. Yeah, and it's totally my intent to at least to see it at least one more time in the theater, probably, because I know Nick wants to go see it again. Um, you know, but I'd like to see it at least two more times before it's in the theater. And now, let's talk. Uh, we're, as I said, we're, we're two weeks in. How many times have you seen this movie? And I will stipulate, in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I we have do not s- advocate movie piracy or no, bootlegs, so we will talk about how many times have you seen it and paid for it. <laughs> I, I have seen it twice. Excellent. Adam? I've seen it twice, once with you, Tony, and once with Mark. Excellent. I have seen it three times. Um, I'm getting ready to do my fourth, although my fourth time will be on a discount Tuesday, uh, because we all know that Cheryl does not like when I spend money. (laughs) And uh, I have paid full bust-out retail to see my first three showings. Wow. So I have to find a night where it's only $5. Right. Understood. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to go see it this weekend because Nick wants to see it, so I'm, and we're, we're going to try to find some time this weekend and do it. There you go, a little little dad and son bonding. On Absolutely. Mother's Day, right? On, on Mother's yeah. Day, let them leave them home to cook, and you guys <laughs> go to the movies. That's what you should do. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over really well. <laughs> so, as we said, we are going to talk uh, end games. So, just uh, Mark, Adam, what did you guys think? I'll, I'll start. I I love this movie. I love it. I I mean I I was I have I really liked In- Infinity War two. I think these two films are 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 great. I mean they're 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 the movies that I always envisioned seeing as a kid when I was reading comic books. I'm, when I was like, man, I really hope they so you know would be really great to see this on the big screen someday. And these are those movies. You know, it's it's what I always envisioned. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. And for those of you who don't know, um, I have, I'm 51. I've been reading comic books since I was nine, so that's 42 years. I've been reading since the mid-70s. Um, like Mark said, this is everything I've imagined. You know, as a kid, you play these, these static scenes out in your head, and you've got an idea of how it goes. And, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Uh, they've really managed to capture the true essence of a comic book. This movie was just a grand scale battle. 
you know, there there were some characters missing because there are some properties that Disney has just acquired. You know, the the, the mutants uh, in in the X Men and the Fantastic Four. So those elements, I'm still waiting for them to join. But you know, the the heroes that they've had on the screen, yeah. it, it blew me away. And it's funny because I remember when Batman came out with Michael Keaton back in '89. Um, which I can't believe is 30 years ago already. But uh, I remember when Batman came out and I told some friends, I said, you know, I would really love to see a movie that's like, you know, at the time I said two and a half hours long because I thought that would be a great movie length. Right, right. And and I said, you know what? I, I just want an two and a half hours of Batman, you know, of action. You know, I don't want this whole, uh, you know, historically movies have always been about that balance between secret identity and superhero and, you know, how do they not let, uh, you know, Lois Lane figure out that they're Superman? Or how does Batman not let those close to him figure out that he's Batman? And then you get maybe, like, 20 minutes of good superhero action with one good battle, you know, and one battle where the hero loses. And that was kind of like the formula that, that they used uh, in the seven, in, in 70s, 80s, uh, and into the 90s with comic book movies. And, you know, I was like, just, just once, I'd love to see, a, you know, an entire movie of just Batman. And this is what we got with Endgame. Yeah. You know, there was none of this peripheral stuff with secret identities and, and love interests. And there was no time for that. Yeah. You know, the closest thing we got to a love interest uh, was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye, or Ronan, as we want to call him now, right. you know, in Vormir, uh, just before she throws herself off the cliff for the Soul Stone. Uh, while they weren't really romantic partners, you know, there, there was a bond between them. Um, who knows what happened when they were out in the field before Hawkeye got married? But I always kind of thought that they no, were. No, I don't think I. I think that's a you know almost like brother sister type like real relationship. That was such a moving scene. Yeah. In that, and I like the movie by the way. Thanks for asking. In the beginning of it, in the we beginning, were getting there. In the beginning of the movie, right? She describes how the Avengers are her family and how she had no family before that, right? So I look at this scene as she realizes if they don't get the Soul Stone, then she's not getting her family back. So what right. good is living without her family? So she sacrifices herself to to get it so that the rest of them can be together. And that so then even so that Hawkeye, because he lost his family, right? Because they disappeared in the snap, and she sacrificed herself so that he can have you know his family back. And she right. must have felt that you know my time is is enough, which makes me sad, but. It does, and I do agree with you. I, I think they had a brother-sister relationship, but I think it was deeper than that because they were partners, they were co-workers, they were brother and sister. You know, uh, Black Widow kind of got around because she had a little thing for the Hulk. You know, the Hulk had a thing for her. She was that calming force. You know, she did the thing where she was on the run with Cap. Right. You know, so she kind of... And you could feel there was and a little... Tone, she I, was with... Uh, um... She's not seduced, but she was, she you know, flirted. flirted with Tony and uh, Iron Man uh, too, right? Right, and I, I just thought there was a little tension there in some scenes between, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow, Iron Man. I mean, uh, Captain America. You know, I just, I just felt there were things were a little on edge. But I mean, don't get me wrong. She's a spy. You know, she does what she has to do to get the job done. So I think we covered that. Yeah. And Adam, how did you did you like the film? <laughs> I would give it a 98 out of 100. 98 out of 100. Um, all right. Maybe a fair question to ask, but what did you not like about it? What were those two points that you dinged? 
to two points. So I would have liked. <laughs> I kind of would have liked. Here we go. This is going to be Adam. So the two things I didn't like are the following six things. <laughs> Please proceed, Adam. Tell I, us the two things. I think that it would have been cool to have Hugh Jackman in like a cameo type thing as sort of like a bridge between MCU and X-Men. And he didn't have to be in his Wolverine attire but just give me Hugh Jackman somewhere in some kind of like scene where he's like making a thought or something. I think that would have been kind of cool. And and I don't know if the timing of it would have worked because of the Fox acquisition and all that. But I, I, though they could have hired Hugh Jackman and and just had him just stand there. Although that would have been kind of expensive. Now that I think about it, <laughs> that's a little thing. My big issue is the van. Ugh. The brown van that Ant-Man has, it's in a locker for five years, and it starts right up, and he's able to drive it across country, and then and then the explosion of the Avengers uh, headquarters, and the van survives the explosion, is in the middle of this field, this, not field, but this, you know, crater, if you will, and all of the internal pieces for the, uh, I don't know what the exact term is, the quantum realm entrance thing, they're all fine. They just got to jump start the van and then it turns on. That that was a little like, come on, really? The van well, first survived. Off, first off, first off, the battery was a Sears diehard, and <laughs> there's proof. I've I've seen commercials that those batteries start right. in the worst situations. You know, I've whether it's a, right. a global cataclysmic event or just a bad winter. You know, they they start right up. Uh, second off, um, you needed the van. Uh, a common plot point in comic books, whether they're movies or comic books themselves, are always the the MacGuffins. Um, you know, a, a MacGuffin is a, a, a just like a device that, not necessarily shows up out of nowhere, but it's a, it's it's an item that moves the plot along. Right. You know, they needed to get back into the quantum realm. Uh, uh, Thanos, past Thanos, came back and destroyed the gateway. The, the that Tony uh, had built, uh, you know, whether I, I, I guess for lack of a better term, the quantum platform uh, that was in Avengers I like that. I like that name. Uh, Mansion. Thank you. Uh, that's I've trademarked that, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you know, they they needed a way to get back in there. Um, so conveniently, uh, yes, Lewis's van, which I, I believe he still owns the pink slip for that. Which I'm a little sad we did not see him in Endgame. Uh, but Lewis's ex-con van, um, you know, suddenly does show up. Is it, you know, if you're going to nitpick over the van showing up and you're not going to nitpick over, you know, a seven and a half foot tall uh, creature, uh, you know, full of gamma radiation, um, <laughs> right. you know, you want to pick on the van, but okay, the Hulk is fine and I'm Thanos just, is fine. It's just well, that's, funny right, that's what I was like. It survived the explosion. That's yeah, all. you got 11 years, 22 films, two, like a, a three-and-a-half-hour, you know, three-hour epic finale, and your issue is the van. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's my only issue. I think, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> all right. That's, that's fine. Now, I, I could respect that choice if you had seen the van, and at that point you walked out of the theater. No, but you in know, my mind, I kind of, like, checked out of the movie a little bit. I was like, it, oh... If you want to tell me that you sat through 
22 and three quarters movies, and then you walked out when the van showed up, but you didn't. You stayed and you sat through the rest of it. And maybe he had the van parked in. A, maybe Tony was like, "Look, I don't want that van parked in front of the building. You got to park it out in like the you know, you know, uh, goofy lot, the auxiliary parking right? lot, <laughs> possibly." But. Yeah. So, Tony, what did was there anything you didn't like about the film? Um, anything you were disappointed by? You know, their thoughts on time travel are just wrong. No. Um, <laughs> you know, my my biggest thing, and I I think I discussed this with Adam, uh, was the fact that Thanos's snap took out fifty percent of all the living creatures on Earth, and and the universe uh, in the in universe. The, in the universe. Right. I'm only concerned with Earth. I'm very Earth-centric. Okay. Uh, you know, and the, the, the law of averages states that, that if there's two people standing there, good chances that one of them is going to be snapped out. And at the end of the movie, when they all, when everybody came back, and running into Peter's high school was Peter and all of his friends, and then you see what's going on in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and all of his classmates are going on a class trip. Now, if all of his classmates are together, and it's been five years, and Peter was gone for five years as Spider-Man, then that means for all of his peers to still be in high school, that means that all of them had to be snapped out of existence for five years because right. they're now all the same age and still in the same grade. Right. Because if they weren't, somebody would have graduated already, and, and you know, two or three of those kids would have been midway through college. Right, right if not completed, you know, college in that five-year period. So it, it, it's just, it was convenient, you know, and it was also convenient that out of the five of them, only Hawkeye was the only one left, and that became his driving force. So I, I, I just think that, you know, on the law of averages, the people who were snapped out, you know, it, it's a minor sticking point. You know, I'm not, I'm fine with the van. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a, a problem with some of the people that were snapped out of existence. Right, right, right. But other than that, you know, great movie, uh, really a comic book come to life. You know, I'm just a little upset with uh, Gamora. Uh, you know, we don't know where she is. Obviously, that's going to be a sticking point for Guardians 3. And I'm sure right, we'll talk right. about the futures of the Marvel, you know, Phase 4 uh, yeah. world. So, uh, Mark, how about you? And anything that, that's stuck in your craw? There wasn't anything major. Like, I, I, I really didn't have any problems with it. The only minor thing I had was I would have liked to have seen more explanation about Hulk, like why Hulk and Banner are sort of like merged. But but in in the in in the grand scheme of things my thinking is, well to to add that in then takes something else that we saw away and I don't know that it was worth it. Like they probably made the right decision there. You know, like hey, we're just gonna deal with it in the diner, talk about it a little bit and then move on. And that and that was fine. Right. Like they could they could have put it in, it would have been another half hour, then they really would have had to have put an intermission in. Right. And then it would have been a four hour event. Right. Um, you know, so but, I'm not I'm I don't you know, like it didn't ruin the movie for me. Like I would have liked a little bit more explanation, but you know, like I said, it's it it's fine the way it is. I have no no issue with it really. All right. Well as as an aside, now this is not a tangent. This is an aside. Um, it, it's kind of the way the Hulk has gone over the years. Because, you know, when the Hulk first debuted, he was kind of, you know, mm, Hulk smash. Um, then there was a period where he did become uh, kind of the smart Hulk, where Banner and Hulk shared uh, an existence. 
because the, initially the Hulk pushed Banner aside. Then they got to a point where they shared an existence. Okay. Eventually, during World War Hulk, after World War Hulk, I believe Hulk came back as the maestro, where he just obliterated like everything. And he's like the old, grizzled, half-balding Hulk. Um, you know, is that where they're leading with the character? Possibly. Right. Um, you know, something to look at for Phase 4 and beyond. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of does go along with the progression of the Hulk in, in the comic books. Now, you're taking 50 years of Hulk history and condensing it into, you know, the, the, the six or seven films that he's been a part of. Um, but they're definitely on that on that path. Right, right. You know, cause, I guess we should have prefaced this little side with nerd alert, nerd right? alert. <laughs> I, yeah, because that's the the thing. Like, I don't think there's any, like, for a few of these characters, there's, uh, I mean, like, I think we've seen, you know, spoiler alert, like, we've seen Tony end, you know, story <gasps> is done. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, maybe Cap's story may not be done but it's certainly, you know, they're they're not going to focus on him very much. You know, uh, Black Widow is done. But, like, you know, Thor and and Hulk are still out there, you know? Like, and so th- I think they're still going to be a part of the MCU. We're going to see them again, you know, definitely. One would hope. I There was one thing I remembered, and I think Mark would agree with me. I don't know about you, Tony, but I know I talked about it with Mark. I would have liked a fight scene involving, it doesn't have to be a long, a minute, involving Nick Fury. Yeah, I did. I, I did think it was strange that he, he we didn't see Nick Fury in the battle. I think like that would the have been final kind of cool. battle, like with his big long leather, you know, trench coat, yeah. you know, and his eye patch. I think that would have been. I think that would have been kind of cool, just right. seeing him out there. And again, not a major thing, but I, I was just kind of like, after it was all over, I was like, hey, we didn't see Nick Fury at all yeah. in that battle. Right. All right. Yeah, but we what, did see what's... Howard the Duck. We did see Howard the Duck. How about that? <laughs> We did. For those who didn't see him, Adam, uh, where was he? He was in the porthole somewhere. I, I honestly yeah, don't. I can't when, be specific. <laughs> when 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 all of the Avengers start showing up at, at the end of the you know in the last battle, um, you see Wasp show up like Wasp kind of like flies in, and then like and it's only for like a second, directly behind her. Well, not directly, but like off to the side, you see Howard the Duck. When she, it, it, so it's you got to look for Wasp, and then look to her um, right, and then you'll see him. Nice. And Howard the Duck is getting his own animated series on Hulu, right? Coming, uh, coming soon to a streaming device near you. Which I'm very curious about. Oh yeah, and we're going to get into that later. This is this yeah. is going to be three and a half hours of <laughs> Marvel chat uh, with Mark, Tony, and Adam. Um, so uh, we talked about. Uh, we liked the movie. We talked about what we didn't like. Uh, did you have a favorite scene, a favorite line, a favorite moment in the film? And I'll start with Adam on this one. Oh, great. Man, favorite scene, I was, liked... Was it the fan, by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the half-an-hour battle at the end, right? I kind of liked when uh, Tony and Ant-Man went back to New York and for the time travel scene, 2012, New York for mm-hmm. the scene of Avengers. And they're kind of like, Iron Man is in the Avengers Tower, and he's observing the 2012 Avengers. And the just the little, like, correspondence between Iron Man and Ant-Man, and how, like, Ant- Ant says, you know, those guys look like bad guys, and he's like, well, Iron Man... I don't... I, I, I might have the order mixed up, but 
Iron Man says, uh, yeah, you know, well, they're they're shield, but they actually were Hydra. We didn't know it at the time. <laughs> it was just kind of <laughs> like, it was kind of like, and then the thing with the stair, Hulk go down the stairs, and he's mad, and 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 how they're all in the elevator, and they're all like kind of casual. Tony, Stark, uh, Tony was sitting on top of the the briefcase in the elevator, and they're like, I don't know. It's just kind of like it's like you don't know, you don't you don't see that happen in the original movie. What happens after the fact? So it's just kind of cool seeing. It's like a behind the scenes almost. Yeah, I, I, really I like, like that. Yeah, I did really like that. And I, I, one of the things I really like about that whole sequence is there's a there's a scene of them in the lobby, like they're kind of marching um, Loki out, you know, and they they're holding the tesseract, and and uh, the the guy Robert Redford, the character, for, uh, I, I forget the character's name, um, Pierce, right? From yes, uh, Secretary Pierce. Pierce. Secretary Pierce shows up in the lobby, and he's trying to take the tesseract from him and Loki. And the first thing he says to Tony when he walks up is, "Hey, where are you guys going with that case?" And Thor says, "Oh, we're going to we're going to lunch," which which <laughs> is the, you would assume is the lunch that you see in the credit sequence of Avengers when they're all sitting around eating shawarma, right? Uh, you know, so I thought that was really funny. Like it's you know, it's like little stuff like that in this movie that were just total like you know, throwing out candy to the, the people who have been fans of these movies right. you know, over the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, for me, it was, it was three little scenes. One of them was a throwaway scene, which was when Iron Man flicked Ant-Man uh, into okay. the case with the, with the Tesseract, um, which was kind of like, you know, he was practicing when he was playing football with uh, Nebula. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, out of space, cool. you know, yeah. and he got the here and now he's going to use that same flicking skill to get Ant-Man uh, across the room. Um I really got uh I don't want to say choked up because uh I don't I don't get choked up. Who am I kidding? I cry at beer commercials. <laughs> um but ask Cheryl, she'll tell you. When Iron Man got everybody together and he actually said Avengers assemble, um you know, that being the rallying cry of the that Avengers. Was Cap, right? Said that? What did I say? Did I say Iron Man? Iron Man, yeah. I, I did mean Cap. Uh, you know, that was a that was a big moment. You know, we, we got, that got teased when the new recruits, uh, Falcon and War Machine, uh, you know, at the end of what was was that uh, Winter Soldier? Yeah. Uh, when, you know, Cap gets them all together and he says, Avengers, and it fades to black. Like, you knew those next words were assemble. And you just wanted to hear it, and then to actually hear it on the big screen uh, was very cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like hearing Ben Grimm yell, you know, as the thing. It's clobbering time. Yeah. His big <laughs> cry. You know, all those Marvel characters of the 70s and 60s, you know, everybody had a rallying cry, you know, or a catchphrase, whether it was, you know, Sweet Christmas for Luke Cage. Um, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but I think the biggest one for me was when uh, Cap grabbed uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and started, uh, you know, swinging it around and just beating the snot out of Thanos with it. And Thor just looks up and he's, you know, I, I think Thor had just gotten hit and he's like kind of like recovering. And he, he looks at Cap and, you know, Cap's got he's swinging Mjolnir around and Thor just looks and goes, I knew it. Yeah. Be- because in Age of Ultron, when they were all trying to pick up Thor's hammer, nobody could do it. And then Cap grabbed it. And he lifted it up like just like the slightest hair. And as it started moving up, they cut over to Thor and he had this look of worry on his face. <laughs> and then Cap drops it. And, you know, there's this look of relief coming on his uh, yeah. across Thor's face like, whew, thank God, you know, I'm the only one worthy enough. 
uh, because that's all it requires to to grab uh, or to lift the hammer is you know he who is worthy wields the hammer um so cap is a worthy individual now what makes him worthy is he is it because he's pure of heart is it because he's a warrior um you know thor uh when he's fighting with his fellow as guardians is no choir boy you know so it's not that he's this uh pure wholesome all-american you know all as guardian type guy um so what is it is it because he has the heart of a warrior you know maybe maybe that's what it is maybe it's Maybe it's drive. Maybe it's you know an internal thing. Maybe it's not that you're just like the yeah. strongest or the smartest, but you're a brave, uh, a brave warrior. I had um, I, I I heard um, this week somebody was was saying, and I thought this this is clear. I don't know if this is what their intent was or not, but like you know that that scene in Age of Ultron when he moves Molinier or is it, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it, and and he just moves it just slightly, but he can't pick it up, and then we find out in Civil War. Right, that that Cap has been hold has a secret that he hasn't told anybody about that he's been holding that back, and then like that you know the secret that he knows that that uh, Bucky killed Tony's parents right, and maybe that you know that coming to light and him admitting to that fact is what finally makes him worthy. You hmm. know, we don't see we we don't see him get a chance to try to lift it again after that. Right, but, you know. But you know that's that that you know I thought that was an interest. I don't know if that's what their intent was. I just thought I was like you know what that's kind of an interesting little, uh, little it idea. Is, it is, and apparently no one saw him lift it in the interim because even Thor was kind of shocked. You know when when they're fighting Thanos and he does it. So obviously it it, it didn't happen uh, until that moment. So right right. You, you know that's that's a plausible theory. Just fun to think about. You know, it I don't is. know if it's right. Fun to obsess about when you're I mean, a nerd. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and and during the battle too, when they're standing next to each other, and Cap has Stormbreaker, and Thor says, "Oh, you take the little one. I want the big one." Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like in the in the heat of the battle of trying to like take you know take control of the Earth. Thor is still like, you know, eh, give me the bigger one. I want right. to switch. You know, <laughs> he's still the guy that likes to brag about being the strongest Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I listen. The movie. I, I, you know, I might nitpick a little bit, but the movie was it had it had an end, but it also kind of didn't have an end because it can continue on, which is like kind of nice in a way. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I, I'm excited about what's. I mean, you know, I, I I was sorry to see, you know, some of the characters that we we sort of have known and loved, you know, have have gone, you know, have gone have gone away, you know, but um. I'm excited about where they're going, you know, especially in light of the Fox, you know, Disney's purchase of Fox, you know, and, and, and the properties that they, they sort of get the rights back to, you know, um, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where they go from here, you know? Right. And, and that's, that's, uh, we can use that as a tease to let people know that that's going to be a topic, uh, towards the end of the, the podcast. Cause I think we've still got some end game, uh, yeah. discussion to go through. <laughs> um, and, and to that end, um, Mark, I think we asked you. Did we go through your favorite characters? I, I haven't. I haven't done my favorite moment yet. And I, uh, but I, I, I just, I think I really liked in this. I don't. I don't know if I have a, one moment that I really liked, but I, I really liked Thor in this movie. Um, I and I know that's kind of like there was some controversy about Thor in, in the beginning. Like he, you know, he kind of let himself go, and he gets kind of big, and there were some fat jokes, and people got upset about that. But. Um, when when you take it as a whole, I I really like what they did with Thor in this film, 
and how they made him sort of like broken, you know, and, and, and I just thought he did such a great job. Like that scene when, when Hulk and, and Rocket go to, to find him at, in New Asgard, you know, when we see him for the first time and, and they're kind of talking to him and, and that scene where Hulk says, Hey, you know, there's a chance that we can go back and, and change all this. And he, and he mentions Thanos's name and Chris Hemsworth gets all, you know, Thor gets all upset. He's like, we don't say that name here. And, um, I just, I just really liked how they kind of made Thor. And I know he's, he's, there were some, you know, they kind of made him a joke character in some points, but like, I like how he was kind of broken in this film. And it was, it was, I, I just think he did a really nice job with him. And I, I love, I like that he, you know, he sort of ends up with the guardians and that's where he's, where, where he's going to go. Because I think that's like a perfect place for him. Well, it's funny because the, the guardians are a group of misfits and, and now Thor has himself become a misfit. You right. know, he's, he's gone from royalty uh, to now this this misfit who kind of lost his purpose um, and, and realizes now that, you know, he needs to be out there and he needs to be adventuring. And now that the Warriors 3 uh, or Warriors 4, if you're including Lady Sif, um, and we don't know where she is. She's the only one who was not killed uh, by death in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, you know, now that... that the three warriors are gone you know thor doesn't have his buddies yeah he's got the avengers um but he had more of actually more of a history with his his as guardian you know his band of his guardian brothers um so it's it's nice to see him uh hopefully he does become a part of the ensemble uh that is the uh guardians um but uh yeah time time will tell on that one because we've got at least yeah two years before our, our next guardians movie now yeah, I just think there's a really good. I think he'll have a really good dynamic with that crew, you know, that Guardians crew. I just think that 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 you know, they play off each other well. Agreed, and he does speak Groot, so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a plus. Um, all right, now were there any uh, surprises? See, we we've actually prepared folks for once. Uh, the guys are are doing their own show and. Adam was kind enough to, to, to come up with some talking points for us. So we're actually sticking to the list. Uh, we're, we're not going off onto tangents. Um, we're trying to keep this, as I said, to a three-and-a-half-hour show. Um, so, a short uh, three-and-a-half-hour show. Right? Uh, no intermission, though. Um, uh, were there, was there anything that you didn't think would happen? And, and we'll start this round off with Mark. Okay. So, or I think, well, we've already done the spoiler thing. But... Um, I will will say that I was surprised that the death was Tony. I was, I, and I know it's been sort of telegraphed. I mean, they know that they've been hinting at it for a long time, but I really expected, you know, in my mind, it, I, I kept thinking it was going to be Cap that was going to die, and that Tony would 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 sort of still be around. He wouldn't be like, you know, I, I didn't think he'd be sort of be in any any big films of his own anymore, but he'd sort of play the role like he plays in Spider-Man where he kind of shows up, does his thing and then leaves, you know? So I, I was, I was surprised by that, that, I, and I know like everybody's like, Oh, I knew it was going to be Tony, but that one, that's what I really, really expected. I going into it. I was really expecting it to be cap. Okay. Adam, how about you? Any, any surprises? Yeah, actually that was mine. I didn't think they would kill off Tony. I just kind of thought he would retire. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought that I kind of had a feeling that. Well, okay. I thought at the beginning, before seeing the movie, I thought Cap was going to die. But then, as the movie's going on, I kind of thought 
they're going to send Cap back to, you know, 1940s so he can be with Peggy. And he'll just stay there after they defeat Thanos. And I didn't think there would be any death at that point. So, okay. um, that, yeah, I think, I guess before I thought Cap would be the one to die, but then during I thought, oh, well, they'll just send Cap back when this is all done. And then, and then Tony will be retired and, you know, help out find new Avengers or something. I didn't think they were going to kill him off. I really didn't based on, right. based on how he, you know, just had a family and, you know, I was building the suit for Pepper and, and all that stuff. I didn't think that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. I, I have to, to admit that. In, in talking with some of my friends over over the winter, you know, in in anticipation, um, my assumption was the cap would somehow end up in 1945. Uh, whether, uh, you know, sacrificing himself in the course of this time travel mission, because we heard the rumors of time travel, right? Um, sacrificing himself to stay back there to be with the woman he loves to give her that that you know you still owe me that dance uh, to get that dance in. Um, and I assumed that that Tony would die. Um, however, uh, what I thought the ideal ending to this movie would have been was after everything was all over, Infinity War, they started it off with Tony and Pepper planning a wedding. And I thought it would have been a great way to end it if, you know, we didn't know they were going to time jump five years. Um, but in my mind, the way I had it played out was that the end of the movie was going to occur. The final scene was going to be Tony and Pepper's wedding. And coming out of the limo would be like Dr. Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny, and Ben. <laughs> and that would be the introduction to the Fantastic Four. And, you know, kind of like they did with Michonne on The Walking Dead, if you're a Walking Dead fan, was you just kind of saw her in silhouette form. Like, it wasn't Danny Gurria in that in that first uh, episode that she was in. It was just a, a, bo- you know, a, a body double. Right, um, right. But, you know, all you had to do was have somebody walk out and know it was the Fantastic Four. Like, fans would have known the Fantastic Four. A guy walk out of a car and he had, like, a little salt and pepper uh, you know, sideburns. Right, right. You know, there's that distinctive, you know, uh, Reed Richards look. And I thought that would have been a great way to, to end, you know, phase three, start phase four, introduce the X-Men. Now, you know, had the Fox merger gone on a year earlier, they might have been able to work that in. But with the merger finally being done, you know, a month and a half or a month before, uh, I don't think it was really feasible. That's how my fanboy had wanted to have it in. Right, right, right. Um, but my... And I'm sorry because I kind of jumped onto what Adam and Mark had both said, but my biggest surprise was how quickly they killed Thanos. You know, when they went to the garden and they walked in and they cut off his hand, I was like, oh, man. I'm like, that's harsh, you know. And then all of a sudden, like 10 seconds later, boom, boom, swap. I went for the head. And I just look. I'm like, what? Uh, movie's over? <laughs> You, you know, what are we going to do for the next uh, two hours and 50 minutes? Thanos is dead in the first 10. You know, yeah. to, to go back and actually bring back Thanos from the past and, you know, Gamora from the past. And I think a little ingenious uh, because they're they're new characters, you know. And you're looking, if you look back at, at Nebula, you know, when she first started, she was the one who was unsure. She was the one who was not trusting. And over the course of the two Guardians movies and into Infinity War and Endgame, she became the one, the trusting one. The you know, I, I think Nebula really became a leader, and it, it's almost like her and Gamora have swapped spots because Gamora, uh, you know, by the end of Endgame, she's gone. She disappears. Her whole family, even though they're from the past that she knows, has just been killed, right. and now she's the fish out of water. So. 
Um, you know, I'm assuming that it's going to be Guardians 3, The Search for Gamora, uh, right. with maybe some Adam Warlock thrown in and some Thor, and suddenly that's becoming a gigantic, you know, gigantic movie. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's interesting how they took those characters from the past and kind of flipped a couple of them. And, and just by killing Thanos, brought in a new version of Thanos' family since Gamora and Nebula are the daughters of Thanos. Yeah. Um, just an interesting play on, on how they did that. Yeah, and I, I love that they've, that they've now introduced time travel into the, in, into the MCU because now we have, it's like a full, it really is like a fully fleshed out like comic book universe now, right? There's time travel, there's, there's space, you know, we, we have the space element, you know, there's the quantum realm, there's the quantum realm. Like, I mean, it's, it's really like, like the whole comic book universe is like going. And now, and now for those of you who have seen the far for the latest far from home trailer, apparently we don't know if he's lying or not, but apparently Mysterio is from one of the multiverses. So now you've got not only the theory of, you know, this this universe that we're in right now, which what is Marvel calls this, what, the 626 universe or the 616 universe? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but now you've got multiple universes, um, which means that, you know, there's another Iron Man. There's another, you know, there's another universe somewhere with other heroes. Um, for those of you who are, who are DC fans and, uh, you know, uh, go back a number of years there used to be uh, earth one earth two earth prime earth x and each of those worlds was different you know on one earth batman was married to catwoman and the huntress was their daughter and dick grayson was the new batman and you know there was all sorts of weird things going on um so if marvel's going to go there you know the potential to lose people and by lose people i mean lose fans not lose characters uh you know i think when you start to get into multiverses you know, are you going to drag Miles Morales out of another multiverse and bring him into the current universe because he's a popular Spider-Man? Uh, you know, I, I think it's just going to get confusing for the non, uh, you know, the non-comic fan. Right, um, right. But then again, like we've said earlier, you know, if you're willing to suspend belief over a gamma-irradiated creature, <laughs> um, then, you know, what's a multiverse between between friends? Right. <laughs> so, Adam, any thoughts on the multiverse? Um, somebody's gonna have to explain it to me because I don't understand. Okay, we'll 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 talk to you after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Adam, you you have not uh, been a comic book uh, aficionado. No. Okay, so you know the Marvel movies from the context of the Marvel cinematic universe. Yes. And whatever cartoons you watched growing up as a kid. I uh, no like, cartoons. No cartoons. Okay. There were Marvel cartoons. X Men were very big, and you were born in uh, two thousand. Yeah. Uh, no, you were born in what nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety. Okay, so X Men was a very popular comic series, uh, cartoon series. Yeah, I didn't. The mid nineties. Yeah, I think my nephews watched it. You didn't watch you. Did, you did, guys didn't watch Picks at all in uh, New Jersey when you came home from school. You put on Channel Eleven. WPIX. Um, Come on, everybody watches WPIX. No, I think I watched. I I watched Nickelodeon when I. You didn't watch Fox Five? Oh, you kids with cable. (laughs) When I was young, I had three channels, and and then I had a bunch of a bunch of fuzzy UHF channels. And we were thankful. And we we walked uphill both ways to change the channels. Um. Oh wait, damn it! We digressed. Okay. Um. Now Adam wanted to get. Uh, get deep here 
with everyone for a minute. So, you know, Adam's very big into um, acting and the awards and the, the acting as a craft. So um, do you think that anyone had a superior performance as far as an actor goes? And I will, I will take this one, you know, uh, to start off with, since I haven't started any yet. The big talk is, you know, there's, there's a group of people who want to nominate Robert Downey, who think Robert Downey Jr. should be worthy of an Oscar nod for that. It's tough. I, I, I get the pathos that he performed with. You know, I felt, I, I, I cried. You know, we all know I cry, I'm crying right, right now. Um, but, uh, you know, is it an Oscar-worthy performance? I don't yeah. know. I mean, it tugged on my heartstrings. Um, but to me, still, it's a comic book movie. Not that there haven't been comic book per- movie performances that are worthy of an Oscar. I think that as far as an actor goes in his range, I think that Robert Downey Jr. showed the most range over the course of the movie. Um, so I would have to say that, for me, he stood out yeah. as an actor. Yeah, I agree. And and and, and really, and, and like his death scene was was really good. But I, I would say that the the best scene I thought of that he had was that initial scene when he first gets back to Earth and comes off the um, the Benatar and man he like I don't know if did, did they do that with CGI they made him like real thin and sickly looking because he it like he really did look like not great you know and I thought that scene in the in the you know when they were talking and he's talking to Cap and you know and he gets angry and you know he says to Cap like uh, who told you I was fighting him you know there was no fight he threw a moon at me you know <laughs> right like i just thought that scene was was really really good you know between him and that initial scene okay adam robert downey jr of course deserves oscar mention i think scarlett johansson i think she's been in a lot of these movies i think she's a really good actress on her own the way that she was trying to keep everybody together and her scene with hawkeye at the end and even her scene trying to get hawkeye with the umbrella in the rain in toronto not toronto gosh tokyo and i think japan it's a small suburb i think she uh, i think she deserves consideration and i do think karen gillen as nebula deserves some recognition because she played two versions of the same character at the same time i think that you know I know she's not playing against herself. She's doing it at separate times. But, like, that was pretty impressive, I think. And do you realize that she shaved her head for this role? Yeah. Literally shaved her head and all that makeup and everything that they put on every day? Please, I would shave my head for 20 seconds in a Marvel film (laughs) and a salary of about 800 bucks plus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They got me a cup of coffee and a scone. I'd be in. If I could so, get one of those chairs with my name on it that just said <laughs> Tony Bonasso, you know, Avengers Five, I would be. I would shave my head. <laughs> I would shave my mother's head. So those yeah. three, I think. Yeah, there the, the were a lot of great performances, and uh, you know, it, it, it's for years. Comic book movies have been maligned as just uh, you know throwaway stuff, like great popcorn movies. Right. Uh, but I, I think with the Marvel stuff that you don't get with DC, is you know it's a cohesive uh, universe. They're characters that you feel about that have grown organically over the course of 22 movies. You know, one of the problems I've had with DC and and their movies is that everything has felt rushed. Um, You know, you don't put out a Superman movie, a Batman movie, team the two of them up, and then try to stick the Justice League on us. Right, right. You know, uh, in in getting to the Avengers, uh, you know, that was a good five or six films before we got to the Avengers. You know, a Cap solo movie. 
uh, Incredible Hulk, uh, Thor. Um, you know, we introduced uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson throughout the course of the movie. Hawkeye got a brief introduction in Thor. So these characters had been around for a little bit. Um, and I think over the past 11 years, uh, you know, a lot of people have grown up with those characters. Um, you know, Adam is, uh, you're, you're 28 going on 29, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 11 years ago, you were, uh, you know, a 17 year old kid, you know, you've, you've matured and grown along with these movies. And, you know, it, it came along at a time where, um, you know, you've got a lot of comic book geeks from the seventies and eighties who have just been waiting for that great comic book movie. And Marvel has put together such a string yeah. of good comic book properties that you know everybody has latched onto it I, I really feel like you've gotten you've really gotten to know these characters like you know like they're real people you know you've, you've gotten to know like because not only do they have their own movies they show up in other people's movies even if it's only for a cameo like one of, one of the things I, I caught in Endgame like you know how like sort of the running joke throughout most of the MCU time was the cap is, is sort of the boy scout, right? And they even, they even make reference to the fact in age of Ultron that, you know, you know, somebody curses and he's like language and, you know, and they make a, that's sort of like a running joke with cap, but in Endgame, you get to the point where, where he, he, he drops a couple of curse words, right? Uh, you know, not big deal, but he drops a few of them. No, but he's angry. And he's angry, right? And that's the point. Like he, this this thing with Thanos really changed these characters, you know. And I just think that that's like it really showed in this movie. Like, you, and I don't, you wouldn't get that if you'd only, you know, like that, like DC, you couldn't get that nuance because they didn't have enough time to build it, right? You know. But but I but I really like I noticed that in Endgame, there's there's like two. Two times where he 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 says a, he says like a curse word, and you're like, hey, you know that's that's a change for him. You know, it was it's right. just interesting. I mean, he's you know, even though he looks he looks like Chris Evans, he's a ninety some odd year old man, and he's angry, right? And he has every right to swear. All right, uh, you know, one one thing I didn't mention, and, and I don't know how you guys feel about this when Ant Man comes back and he's in San Francisco, and then some of the scenes you see in New York. It, it looks like the apocalypse occurred. Um, you know, when when Ant-Man walks through that residential street in San Francisco and there's piles of garbage, cars, you know, rusting out in the road and dilapidated houses, and then that kid rides by on the bike, it's only half of the population that's gone. You know, population, the world is not going to come to a standstill. It's not like all of the doctors are gone and all of the smart people are gone. It's half the population. I think that society would have continued, you know. Yeah, people are going to be upset. Yeah, families were disappeared. But you know what? Over the course of that five years, garbage wouldn't have been piling up in the streets. You know what? There'd still be garbage men. There'd right, still be right. bus drivers. There'd still be mechanics. I'm going to disagree with you, Tony. What is your Hawkeye and you lost your whole family and you see other families that are together and you have no idea why? You, you think you did something that caused your whole family to disappear but this family next door everybody's together i think you know i like if if you were to believe that the you know in spider-man homecoming most of that school was snapped and you know who's to say that thanos snapped all the doctors too or all the you know podiatrists or uh, all the garbage men or something i i think plus during the movie they talk about how there are governments that are 
completely shut down and they're struggling. Well, they, were, they were in they were in disarray because it was twenty three days after it had happened. Right. I right, mean, twenty three right. days after nine eleven. Look at the state of the U.S. You know, uh, let alone take a global you know snap where it's going to come into play a lot more. I just I just think that five years after the fact, society would have moved on. You know, wait, or at least it would. I'm talking about. You no, know, I'm talking about when in the scene where Black Widow and then there's all the holograms of the other right. groups. That wasn't 23 days. That was in the five years after. Yeah, but it? they they say like the, the beginning of the movie when she, when Captain Marvel finds Tony and she brings him back to him. Yeah. To, that's there's a scene in that conference room and and Black Widow says it's been 23 days. So she's telling and governments Tony are that. like falling apart and. Like yeah. she, there's like a little like blurb in there about that. Okay, but I okay, so that happens then. Like you would okay. think, five years out, at least maybe things wouldn't be the same, but they'd at least be you know, there'd be some because, structure. Because Thanos's intention was not to kill people, but to create order <laughs> by taking away by killing uh, you know the the, the 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 overpopulation the the extra burden on our planet the extra burden on our resources so his idea much like you saw in infinity war when he wiped out half of gamora's people uh, without the infinity gauntlet he just put people you go on this side you go on this side we're going to shoot everyone on this side you know that was his method back then now he's got the the infinity gauntlet it's a lot easier to do the snap and i just think that society would have Humankind is a very resilient group, uh, and they would have moved on. Yes, it would have sucked. It would have sucked a lot for worse for more people than, you know, for some people more than others. But humankind would have moved on. And some scenes it was meant to be like, oh, it's like it looked like an apocalypse had happened. And I expected to see zombies walking down and see Rick Grimes come around <laughs> the corner. And then in other parts of the movie, it was just like, you know, then suddenly they went to the Golden Gate Park and here's all these memorials and there's no trash and, you know, everything's manicured nicely. But if you look at that residential neighborhood, everything's overgrown. You know, houses are dilapidated. So right. it, it's just there was a little incongruity in is it an apocalyptic event? Was it just a cleansing and a lot of people are gone and life just continued? Um, I just think life continued differently because of the amount of people that disappeared. Right. I, 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 I tend to agree with that. I, I, I don't disagree with that. That, that it, they made it look a little – like you say, I, I think there would be – by the time five years rolled around, there would be some structure at least. Right. Um, you know, things would be different certainly, but you know, there would at least be a little structure. There would be a government. There would be – you know. Right. I mean, maybe Thanos was on the right path. Who knows? Um, yeah. <laughs> but he's no longer with us. Uh, so we're not going to talk about our feelings. That was our next talking point. Um, we'll save that for uh, another show. Um, but there's, you know, we, we've talked about Endgame. Um, there's a lot of stuff Marvel-wise coming down the pike. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe now encompasses all of their television properties. Uh, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now in the continuity. If we ever see Daredevil and Luke Cage and those guys again, they will roll into the continuity. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that's coming up uh, in the very near future in terms of movies. And I think, Mark, you have that list in front of you. Uh, Maybe. No? I do, I do not. Okay. But, <laughs> I can, but I can, I can well, let's, go. Let's try to do it from memory. Okay. So we know that we knew that on Disney Plus there's going to be a Falcon and winter soldier show so like my quite my question now 
is well, is it really Falcon and, Ca- and Winter Soldier? Or is it now? Is it now Captain America and Winter Soldier? Right. Right. You know, and um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that now because because Cap has handed off the shield when and um, and Falcon is now is now Captain the Captain America. So Cap Falcon, which is one of the craziest costumes ever. <laughs> I actually just out of curiosity, I this week I I was reading a couple of those comics, and I, I did notice the costume was a little crazy. Yeah, I mean it's cool, but it's yeah. just it's a little out there. Um, yeah, and and I'm excited. You know, we we didn't see in Endgame uh, Vision. Um, the Mind Stone was taken out before Shuri was able to successfully uh, remove it from his head in Infinity War. And I thought for sure he would be resurrected at some point in the Endgame, and he wasn't. I thought the um, same. But amazingly, uh, Disney Plus uh, does have a Wanda and Vision show uh, scheduled for, um, I believe that is year one of Disney Plus, whereas the uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon is going to be year two okay. uh, of, of Disney, uh, Disney Plus. Um, for those of you who don't know, Wanda, who is the Scarlet Witch, Wanda Romanoff, and the Vision actually get married and have children, which, considering he's a robot, it's that's, fairly that's impressive. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. a good, good job. That's uh, those are strong swimmers, as we like to say. <laughs> uh, and then um, there is another live-action uh, Marvel property, and that is Loki is getting his own show. This uh, one I think is really interesting, especially given the events of Endgame. Right. So I'm assuming that what we knew as the Loki from Infinity War is dead still and this loki will be the loki from the new york uh battle uh, who disappeared with the tesseract which is more of the prankster loki um as opposed to the suddenly reformed bad boy loki uh that we all grew to know and love over a couple of thor movies um so yeah it'll be interesting to see which uh you know what that loki is like um I'm looking forward to that. I, I like Loki. He's kind yeah. of, you know, are they going to turn him into the anti-hero or is he just kind of going to be a jerk? Right. <laughs> right. And he's such a, like, I, I love Tom Hiddleston in that role because he's just, he's really perfect in that role, you know? Right. I, I think the only thing that could, could do some damage there is if, you know, he's on that short list of candidates for Bond uh, taking over for Daniel Craig. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I believe it's like him and Michael Fassbender. It's like all these all these guys with Marvel ties, because um, uh, Fassbender is Magneto. Right. Um, you know, are on the are on the list for Bond, and I know even Idris Elba, uh, who was uh, Heimdall. Heimdall in uh, Thor uh, is, is on the list. Is Fassbender British? Uh, I b- believe he is. I'd have, have to, to check his. Uh, I have to check his lineage. Yeah, but I I'm really curious about that Loki show, especially because I, I Irish I, German. Sorry, that's okay. Fassbender's Irish German. Hmm. German father. German father. Irish mother. That's weird. I don't think they would have a bond that's Irish German, would they? So you don't mind eating the bratwurst because you're inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You can go back on topic. Okay. <laughs> back to Loki. Yeah, but I that's the one because I had heard that the Loki show that was coming to Disney plus was going to have something to do with time travel. And I was like, well, how are they going to do that? And it just, and as soon as I saw him disappear, I was like, that's how they're doing the Loki show. Like that's, that, that is just kind of cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. But one thing I did not think I would be looking forward to, and 
at first, and then I, the more I thought about it, the more I liked the concept. Um, Adam, you don't know about these, but Marvel used to put out a series called What If? Right. And it was always about, like, what if the Fantastic Four got different powers? Or what if Flash Thompson became Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker? Um, what if uh, uh, Captain America was not unfrozen until... Uh, or you know what if what if Cap didn't die in 1945 or, or wasn't frozen in 1945? So it was kind of a you know it, it didn't really happen, but it was just kind of like let's kind of take it and and, and they, see where it goes. And they were always just these one shot issues. And as a kid, I loved reading them. And they're doing an animated series on Hulu uh, with what if as a concept. And I think the coolest part of this is that it's going to be the Marvel characters. But they're all going to be voiced by their movie voices. So uh, I believe the first episode is what if Sharon, uh, what if Peggy Carter had gotten the super soldier serum and became Captain America, and then Steve Rogers has another part. You know, he he plays some role like he goes to work for Tony Stark or something. But they're going to be voiced by the actors from the movie, which yeah. I think is is genius. Yeah, uh, and and I, and I I hope that uh, you know does very well. Yeah, and this is just, it's just fun. You know, it's got nothing to do with the canon. It's just fun. You know, right. like they're having fun with these characters, you know. Right. Like, uh, you know, they they did, they just brought that back recently, and, and one of the issues was, you know, what if Venom, uh, you know, merged with the Punisher? Oh, really? And, and, you know, suddenly he's, you know, the combination of the two is just like crazy. Um, <laughs> so that is coming. Uh, Howard the Duck, who I believe uh, might be Adam's uh, favorite character. Which is funny because it's another duck who doesn't wear pants. <laughs> you know, between Donald and Howard, neither one of them owns a pair of pants. You can't find a <laughs> pair of Bermuda shorts that fit those duck legs. Um, uh, but he's getting his own show. Modoc, um, who is a just a big floating head, is getting his own show. Uh, and there's one other animated show that I can't remember uh, on Hulu. Uh, but the cool thing is, is they form a super bad group or a super group called the Offenders, uh, which is a play on the Defenders from Netflix. So they're kind of doing this animated for animated series that will then merge into one team animated series. So that's cool. Two new shows have been announced for Hulu, and that is uh, Ghost Rider, and it's the Ghost Rider from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and okay. uh, Hellstrom. Uh, which are the Hellstrom siblings, uh, who I think it's like a paranormal magic type of thing. I'm not big on that comic. I was never, yeah. uh, you know, never got into the supernatural stuff. Even Doctor Strange, I was never really into growing up. It just never appealed to me. That and true romance comics, never uh, never got yeah. into those. I know, Mark, you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, you know, on the movie front, we've got uh, coming up this summer, Spider-Man 2, Far From Home. Um, Black Panther 2 has been announced Doctor Strange has been announced uh, I read earlier this week that Black Widow's prequel movie is actually or may already be in production and which this, is going to supposedly give us a look at her prior to the Avengers years yeah and that I think that's really interesting because I wonder if we're not going to get you know we were talking about her and Clint Barton earlier in the show and I wonder if we'll not get more of that story like mm -hmm. how they how they meet and you know, become friends, and you know, if there is a relationship between the two of them at some point, that kind of thing. Right. Like what really happened in Budapest. Exactly. You know, they they, they keep making these references to Budapest, uh, 
<laughs> and I, I think we saw it briefly, and I don't know if it was Avengers 1 or Avengers 2, but there was like a little like shield clip and you know you look on the bottom of the screen it's like budapest and you just see like hawkeye like shooting arrows like crazy um so yeah one day maybe we'll find out what happened in budapest (laughs) and let's see and the future of you know the marvel universe who knows Uh, we just got x-men fantastic four mutants you know it's it's going to go some exciting places if you if you read the news earlier this week you saw that marvel has eight dates over the next three years uh, held for their movies. Most of them are just untitled Marvel movie uh, with release dates, but we know, you know, we mentioned what a couple of them are. Um, there's also supposed to be an Eternals movie, which are supposed to be some celestial beings, kind of along the lines of what Peter Quill's father was. Um, he was a celestial. Uh, who's the actress that's going to be in that? Uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, right. Which, excuse me, I'm, I'm not a fan of hers. Lover is Maleficent, but uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know where they're going with this movie. You know, yeah. and every time I say that, I don't know where Marvel's going with it. They they, they hit a home run. And, and Shang-Chi, who is a martial arts master, is getting his own movie. Uh, we can assume that Captain Marvel 2 will be one of those untitled movies. Um, so there's a, there's a lot coming down yeah. the pike. Uh, you excited for anything, Mark? I, I'm just excited to see where it all goes. I mean, I'm really like you know the the you know I can't s- stress enough the, the you know the Disney purchase of Fox, you know the doors that that opens up, um, you know for for the MCU. I mean, I know that they've they've sort of said that there's nothing, there isn't going to be any. I, I think like for the next year, they're not even going to touch on any of that stuff. They're not going to. But, you know, I mean, certainly they're thinking about how they're going to use those characters going forward. I, I, I'm sure we're going to see the Fantastic Four sooner rather than later, you know. You know, I'm just, it's, it's, just, it's exciting to see where it's all going to go from here, you know, we, because, you know, Th- Thanos was always sort of the looming threat, and now that threat is gone. So what's going to, what's, what comes next? You know, who's going right. to be the looming threat next? Right. There's like, some speculation out there about who it is, but you know, they, they've opened up time travel now. So is Kang the conqueror going to come into play? You know, is iron lad going to come into play? You know, maybe you get Harley Keen, the kid from iron man three, who was standing alone solo in the, in the right, funeral right. scene. Does he become iron lad? Uh, does that lead to young Tony Stark? Does that lead to Kang the conqueror? We don't know. The one one thing that um, I read that that was pretty cool is um, a few years ago Tony Stark died in the comic books, of course, and you know no death is final in the comic. Right, right, right. Um, but Riri Williams uh, took over the Iron. I don't want to say Iron Man because she wasn't Iron Man, but she took over the armored character in the Marvel universe, and she became a character called Iron Heart. Uh, okay. The interesting thing was that the AI. The artificial intelligence for Ironheart was actually Tony Stark's essence. Oh, uh, really? So while he was gone, he was still providing guidance in terms of of AI. So you know, will we see? Yes, Tony Stark is dead, but will Robert Downey Jr. You know, will that Tony Stark persona morph into this artificial intelligence, um, where either he becomes like the new Jarvis, uh, you know, and kind of still oversees things. As a you know, ethereal entity, right, right. you know, out there somewhere. So that'll that'll be cool to see. That would be cool. I, you know, I, I read something this week, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, there was a scene cut from the film from Endgame because they 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 felt like it just didn't you know 
it didn't make a lot of sense. But what they were going to do is, you remember in Infinity War, after Thanos snaps, he has that like vision where he goes and and it's young and he has that like little conversation with young Gamora, right? right? Well, what they were going to do in Endgame is after the snap, it was going to be Tony talking to his like maybe not adult but his his daughter as older you know like maybe in her teens or something like that and they were going to have like a little exchange and doesn't his daughter at some point in the comic take over the the armor yeah it's funny because um at some point it seems like everybody's kid is involved right right Uh, you know whether it's hawkeye's kid taking over as hawkeye or you've got a younger version of of cap or you know, yeah, it, it, it at some point it gets convoluted. Right. I mean, there there was talk that maybe they'll do Young Avengers, um, and take everybody's kids and uh, Captain Marvel's best friend's daughter. Uh, <laughs> you know, eventually has her own superhero persona. Oh so right, yeah, 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 the one they it, introduced. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's okay. it's 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 amazing that all these people are tied in. Like, can't it just be Larry from down at the gas and sip getting powers? <laughs> no, you've got to have some like second degree of separation from an existing yeah. hero to get a costume. You yeah. know, um, I mean, I, in retrospect, I'm glad they took that scene out. You know, like I I think it probably made sense. I think they 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 decided it was it was kind of silly to introduce like a I mean not that she's a new character but she's you know. She she was a little kid when we saw her in the movie, like so. I think they they just said it, it made more sense to take it out, but it's just interesting that that's where their their head is, you know, right? And like where they're where they're headed. Or you know, you know who wasn't happy that scene was taken out? Who? The actress. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's your big break, kid. And I'm sorry, you're on the cutting room floor. <laughs> but don't worry, your scene will be in the extras. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Adam, how about you? You've been silent for a couple minutes. Um, I, I think you're still on the call. I'm here. All right. Well, what, what are your thoughts? Where do you think Marvel's headed? Are you excited? I am I am excited. The new X-Men stuff kind of got confusing to me because it was like prequel stuff and this new mutant show movie. I don't know what's you know what's it really about. But um, I would – and the Fantastic Four, you guys talk about it all the time. And I see the movies and – I thought they were okay, but everybody says they were terrible. So I want Tony Stark to come back, of course. And I don't really care about Captain America, to be quite honest. And I just like the movies. I'd like one more movies. I wish they didn't have to, you know, get rid of Black Widow and Stark because I just kind of would like them to keep going. I understand movie acting contracts can get quite expensive, but I don't mind more movies. I I don't know what they're going to do with, like, Doctor Strange 2 and... Black Panther 2, I guess they're going to just continue on with their stories and they'll probably do some kind of team-up movie after a while with some of these newer characters. I think uh, Captain Marvel was an interesting... If you guys realize, that movie was, of course, the movie that came out before Endgame. And what if that movie didn't do so good? How they would have... What they would have changed Endgame to reflect that that character maybe didn't do so good in the box office, but... Because I kind of thought she would have more of a role in Endgame, but maybe they were anticipating maybe that not being so good. I don't know, but regardless, Captain Marvel movie was a very good movie, and it made a lot of money, and then they didn't really use her that much in Endgame, which I think was okay, because she's not a part of... She wasn't really a part of all these Avengers for the 11 years, and all of a sudden she just shows up and like saves the day, which she kind of did, 
but she didn't get the last defining moment. So, but yeah. she certainly helped out to get there. Yeah, I think this one, and I was I was actually kind of surprised too. I th- I thought Captain Marvel was going to play more of a role in this movie. In in retrospect, I'm kind of glad she didn't. Like, I'm glad this movie sort of focused on our our core team. You know, like the originals. Um, you know, I'm glad she was in it, and I'm glad she played a role. Uh, an important role too, but like um, it was just nice that it, it was it was more about the core team because I, I actually watched Infinity War earlier this week too, and I went back and when I watched it and I really liked that film, but I remember thinking to myself when I came out of it, you know, man, Cap really wasn't in that film all, all that much. Like you don't see Cap very much in that movie. You see a lot of Tony Stark, um, you know. So so it was good that the you know like I I, I really felt like Endgame was like the payoff because we got the you know it was it spent a lot of time with the with the originals you know. Right. I mean, Captain Marvel. I think as far as Endgame goes, was just a good method to get Tony Stark back home. Right. Right. You, you know, really, that's that's what she showed up for. Um, with her power, you would have think, oh, you know, she's going to make this a quick fight of this. Uh, but when she went toe to toe with Thanos towards the end of the movie, you know, he didn't really seem to have a problem with her. Um, you know, but it's like she showed up, rescued Tony, and then like, oh, I'm going off on another mission again. I'll be traipsing around the galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what you just did for 25 years. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and then she showed up. She shows up at the end and takes out the ship, which was huge. Right. Uh, but yeah, I like I I I, 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 and I liked. I liked her role in it. One of the things I really liked about Endgame is the um, the gauntlet chase during the last battle. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody everybody gets a hold of the gauntlet at one point, and she gets a hold of the gauntlet. And then there's that moment in in the in the film, which uh, with with all the female characters, all the female heroes, and um, I thought that was great. Like I I really liked that scene. It it was sort of comic booky. Like that's something you. It, I feel like that's something you'd see in the comic books. You know, and and I think it was it was like Marvel because I think Marvel gets dinged sometimes for not having, you know, uh, uh, you know, like DC had the had the Wonder Woman movie, it was stand, you know, the standalone movie did really well and it was a great film, and I think Marvel gets dinged because they haven't had like their own standalone female character up until Captain Marvel, right. and and I I really liked that scene because it was like look at all of these characters they've introduced these these strong female characters. I like that. So I, I, th- I thought that was a, a good moment for them, you know. That's a good point, and I think Bridget's calling you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, great points. And realizing um, our producer is telling me in my ear that we are uh, at an hour and 15 minutes, and we are <laughs> we are trying not to edit this show, so we're, we're, we're probably hopefully going to release it in its entirety. So there's been a lot of discussion. We really want to get your input, so... Uh, feel free to post, you know, obviously spoilers are out now. Um, what did you think of the movie? Did you guys have favorite parts? What are you looking forward to? Um, you know, give us some input. Uh, if you liked hearing the three of us together, uh, you know, we're referring to this as the uh, Mouse and More Nerd Nook. Um, <laughs> uh, testosterone Alley. We, we don't know what we're going to call it. But if you liked hearing the three of us together, let us know. If you If you don't ever want to hear us together, let us know. Okay, this is the part of the show where Chris would start wrapping things up. Remind everybody that we're out on iTunes. If you're enjoying listening to the show, leave us a review. Adam, before we hand it off to Mark, do you have any parting thoughts? If you haven't seen the movie yet, I would still see it, even though we just told you everything about it. 
And I can't wait for this Homecoming movie to come out, Spider-Man. Not Homecoming. Gosh, Far From Home. Far From Home, right. And uh, Spider-Man 2, I guess. And I would like Tony Stark to come back in some way, shape, or form in Black Widow. All right, Mark, it's all you. Wrap it up. <laughs> all right, gang. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. This is this our very special guys show. Um, so we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the uh, Avengers Endgame. We gave you some some food for thought here. Um, if you enjoyed the show, we ask you to go out and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at our Facebook group. You can follow us on Twitter, where we are. What? What are we at, at on Twitter, Adam? At Mouse and More Podcast. The Mouse and More, no, no. not the word podcast. Okay. That was too long. Okay. It's just at the Mouse and More. At the Mouse and More, you can follow us on Twitter, and we would love to hear your comments. If you, um, you know, we talked we talked about a lot of stuff tonight. We'd love to hear what you thought about Endgame. So go out there and leave leave some comments. Um, we we love to interact with everybody. And uh, I guess that will wrap us up for this week. And we will talk to you next time. So good night, everyone. Excelsior. <laughs>